Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. RadioWhat.com. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Let me entertain you. Are you not entertained? Make your next thing a big one. <laughs> today on the show, today on the program, Space Lamp. Why did I say it like that? Well, my, my wife, when I said I was going to be talking to Space Lamp, she immediately went to this commercial. I have no idea. I think it was like a, a commercial for, for plastic bags. The, that you use to uh, to pr- preserve your food, and it it kind of takes the air out of the bag. Space big. So today on the program, I'm talking to Space Lamp. Space Lamp. Well, when I said it to her, she said Space Lamp. You know. So there, put that in your head. Space Lamp. Who is Space Lamp? Well, you're gonna find out in the next few minutes. So stick around. This week's shows, as I'm recording this, uh, on Wednesday, I will be at the Cedar Lounge Bar and Grill on Thursday. That's my regular Thursday night gig in Moralton, Arkansas. Yes, Thursday nights from 6 to 10. Video dance party karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. I'm just pressing buttons. Yeah, I'll play some background music and uh, you know entertain the, the crowd that way. But for the most part, I set up the microphones and the speaker system and put the little background music on and you sing the song. Yeah, don't worry. The, the words will be on the screen right there in front of you so you'll be able to read along in case you forget the words. Hey, it's karaoke. You know how it works, right? <laughs> they got great food. They got great drinks. And we party on the patio. Yeah, baby. Cedar Lounge, Bar and Grill, 6 to 10. Uh, it's Thursday nights. And then Friday night, I usually have a, a, a gig at the Rab, but they're closed down and doing some cleaning at the Rab on Friday nights. So they assure me that they will be cleaned up by next Friday night, 8 p.m. at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. And then on have a wedding. And unless you're invited, you cannot come. Why did I mention it? Because I'm excited. Weddings are back, baby. Yeah, they are. I'm so stoked about that. All right. I got a uh, space lamp on the Skype and unfortunately it was cutting out a little bit. So there'll, there'll be little breaks. You might notice, you might not notice. I probably shouldn't even mention it because I'm so good at editing. You won't even notice. <laughs> You'll probably notice. Okay. On the audio version, you may not notice, but on the video version, you might notice if you're paying attention. And if you're listening to the audio version, you could check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys dam. But if you listen to the audio version, let's get on with the show. Skyping Space Lamp now. I hear you space lamp in the house (laughs) hey how are you doing (laughs) man am i supposed to call you space lamp because it's making me happy and giddy and silly all at the same time is there (laughs) another name Uh, that you go by oh you can go ahead and just call me max Max. my real name is max that's fantastic i under your name on the broadcast software it says space lamp so i need to know what max the space lamp is who is that oh man well um i mean uh, how do i really describe space lamp i am uh, essentially an audio engineer musician and uh artist all pretty much all in one where, where are you located at i'm originally for over at uh bronx but now i'm here in los angeles wow East coast, all the way to West coast. Now, you know, what's funny is, is current events. 
is California the place you ought to be? Because uh, New York, mm-hmm. you did good by leaving, and then people are <laughs> are making a, yeah. a mass exodus out of California at this particular time. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what's going on in in uh, L.A.? Is that where the music business d- still is thriving, or or are you? Oh finding- yeah, well, I mean. I really, uh, it, it's, uh, when it comes to the music and, uh, film business, things are overall just still going, but, uh, obviously when it comes to certain productions, especially on the film side of things for like live action and so forth, uh, a lot of different productions have been put on pause or at least are being held off until I think at least next year or the year after. Well, Max, but there's still some that are, but there are still some that are, uh, going. Well, tell me the, the different avenues of you. Cause I, I know that you do the music. I've been listening to your, your music is kind of grooving it's been in the background I, i've had your soundcloud on and just uh press and play on on all the different little tracks and, and oh, well, while i'm you, yeah yeah while i'm doing my work it's good it's good mm-hmm. music to have in the background just when you're chilling say you're having a little dinner party and you want to have that 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 vibe you, you really mm-hmm. set a mood with the music that you yeah. that you make is that the kind mm-hmm. of mood mood that you've been wanting to make and it also sounds like music that you would find on a on a movie like one of those cool one of those cool movies where the the hero is just kind of walking in slow motion and you hear that space lamp music in the background <laughs> and he's all squinty looking like Clint Eastwood you know back in the day so to, uh, yeah. you know what what's the vibe you're trying to create oh uh, you know honestly the, you pretty much just described it yourself i mean honestly i'm a pretty la- uh, laid back sort of guy myself and i, I feel like that my personality al- almost sort of is reflected through uh, my music and productions what, what, in, the, in that sense well were you producing music back in the boogie down bronx or, or was that something that you oh, did as a kid a lot of uh what i was doing started out there you know especially with uh uh, the the kind of like old school kind of hip hop I like making it's uh, you, you'll notice it's much more underground like nineties uh, like East Coast New York oriented than West Coast. Well, I'm from Miami, the biggest suburb of New York. You know, whenever people uh, <laughs> when a, a New Yorker's favorite wine is uh, has always been told to me, I want to go to Florida. So we always get <laughs> that that yeah. uh, East Coast vibe that comes down from New York uh, to Miami, whether they vacation there or they retire there, or that just becomes another avenue to explore there. But do you feel like that, like your music now still reflects the Bronx, still reflects that New York attitude? Or have you mixed in a little bit of uh, of the, well, I, I've heard a long time ago, live in New York, but leave before it makes you too hard. Live in California before it makes you too soft. You know, there's a different vibe, East Coast <laughs> to West Coast. Do you right. find that? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I feel like that there is some truth in that to a certain degree. But I mean, at the same time, there uh, there's still a lot of things that are hard about uh, the West Coast as well. You know, but um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, but at the same time, the East Coast definitely has that reputation from the get go, you know. Uh, and I feel like that when it comes to that specific soul and attitude from New York, I feel like that with my music, I've re- retained a very strong element of that. Uh, as the core center while also incorporating some other outside uh, elements to it as well. Well, do you, do you make all of your own tracks uh, completely from scratch or are you taking samples from other music? Uh, You know, of course, licensing always important when you, when you take uh, samples, not like we did it back in the eighties when I was a kid uh, where you just Mm kind of find a beat, put it on your own track and you go, Oh, that's mine now. No, no, that belongs to somebody else. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It, I feel you. But are you making um, your yeah, own? I, yeah, I really, uh, yeah, I, I do build most of my uh, uh, sounds and so forth and uh, music from the ground up. Uh, it, you know, it's funny, like way back in the day, I used to go into places like Guitar Center and have like a little like recording mic. And then the ones look at just uh, find the right set, play some chords while recording it, you know. Well, that's smart, man. That, that's what we do as kids when we don't have a lot of scratch, a lot of money in our pockets. Yeah, uh, you know, exactly. I spent exactly. a lot of time at Guitar yeah. Center in Kendall, Florida. Uh, and I, you know what's funny? Down in Kendall, Florida, uh, a lot of the Marleys go there. Uh, Bob Marley's kids, he had about 100 of them. No, I, I figure he had about 20 of them. I, I never really yeah, looked it up. I, I do know he had a lot of kids, yeah. And they spent a lot of time in Kendall at the Guitar Center, and I would run into them from time to time. And they were wow. doing pretty much the same thing where they would go to the synthesizers and kind of 
look. And of course, they were, you know, looking for recording equipment, some audio equipment, maybe different things that they needed for their studio or whatever project they were doing at the time. But I remember that they would go to the the synthesizers and and kind of play on them as well. And it was kind of neat, man. You know, not, mm-hmm. not exactly having Bob Marley there, but the offspring of Bob Marley, they've a lot of them have done pretty good for themselves. But they, you know, yeah. they, they've had that vibe as well. Uh, but I mean, in New York, when you were coming up, uh, I guess going through school, were you using like Fruity Loops or what? What kind of uh, tools were you using to to make those beats? And and, uh, and who were you getting influenced by? And were you actually mentored by anybody? Uh, you know, it's it's a very long story behind that one because I started uh, in uh, what was it early high school uh, with really getting into electronic music making. Like I, I took this one class. Uh, called Advanced Musical Workshop or something like that. And I, uh, and they had, uh, like, you know, that program GarageBand, except it was like a, obviously an older version than what, uh, what you see on Macs today, but pretty, does pretty much the exact same thing, more or less. But, uh, you know, learning off that and, and, uh, uh using the different, uh, samples and everything that came with the program, it, it was just really interesting, you know, and I wanted to get more into that. And, uh, at the time, uh, dubstep, uh, with like artists like Dr. P, Koki Monster, Bar 9, 16 bit, all those other artists were like the big thing. Uh, so I, I was actually producing music because, uh, a, a lot, uh, really because of, uh, the dubstep movement. Although, I, ironically enough, I actually never made a single actual dubstep track up until my second and most recent album, uh, Dark Matter LP. Okay. Now you're talking about albums. What, when are you mm-hmm. doing these albums? And and I didn't even know kids made albums anymore. I thought it was all singles. I thought it was all tracks. But you're actually you know, putting. I'm not, I'm not a very uh, a conventional guy. I suppose you know. I uh, I just like to do what you know. What I like to do. <laughs> well, okay. But, uh, so you put a few tracks together and you call it an album. Are you making the artwork for yourself? Because I'm I'm reading your bio and it says you're an artist as well. Are you doing all the artwork yourself? Yes, and I'm glad you asked because I actually have uh, made a couple of uh, hard copy versions to uh, show you. For example, I have the first album right here. If you uh, can, you see it. So yes. Yeah. So uh, going back to the albums and uh, doing uh, original artwork for them, yes, I do actually. Uh, I do a little bit of mixture uh, for my al- for both my albums. I did a little mixture of uh, computerized based artwork and photoshopping uh, and actual like hand drawn art at this, uh, as well. Uh, my first album, Bright Stars, has a total of uh, seven tracks, but on ver- this version, uh, the hard copy version I made, there's nine tracks actually. Um, and as you can see, well, there it is. That's beautiful. What an, what an image that kind of, str- that now that's all drawn on the side, but then the face, it looks like it's more realistic on one side. And then that face is just not finished. Is it, is there a meaning yes. to that? Um, I mean, I mean, I suppose a, a little bit, um, you know, I suppose, hmm. How do I put it? Yeah, what were you thinking? What were you thinking when you drew that? Well, you're right. I did want a sense of uh, uh, just like uh, incompleteness and just that uh, look and just that uh, the fact that she's like boxed in with the window uh, and uh, all about the whole universe out uh, in front of her yet. uh, You know, she, you know, is uh, looking away, as you can see. Yes. Somewhat of a neutral uh, look or at least a a pessimistic look, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's kind of like pensive. She's kind of looking, you know, the the universe is behind. She's kind of looking mm-hmm. the other way. Uh, what is she mm-hmm. looking off into? But you have seven tracks on that, and I noticed on your SoundCloud that you do have that artwork uh, featured in in some of your in those in those seven tracks. But then there's mm-hmm. other artwork. Are you drawing all of this art? Uh, when it comes to my albums, yes. Um, but uh, when it comes to a lot of like the singles and remixes I uh, threw out there, uh, the, uh, that was mostly just like uh, some quick like computer art and so forth. Not uh, all I mean, not too much ever put into those. But the album artwork, I always put in my hundred ten percent into the. That is uh, fantastic. Have you always been drawing? Were you that kid in art school, art class that that yeah. was uh, it was uh, you know coming up with interesting ideas? And the teacher is always giving you uh, gold stars, gold star for Max. Yeah. Yeah, um, pretty much. I mean, I was uh, that and, you know, with uh, uh, any uh, like school group that had to deal with uh, any sort of like big projects or or group projects, I would always be on the illustrating end of things. 
Oh man, that's fantastic. I, I'm guessing, well, okay. Were you in the, uh, involved in the paper at all? Or I mean, what, what is there for an art student to do growing up in school? I'm, I'm guessing that your family had your artwork pasted up on the refrigerator from time to time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know, I mean, like uh, at the same time, a lot of that artwork just sort of like came and went, you know, I mean, like, I feel like that just sort of happens like when you're growing up and you're a kid, just like, uh, you know, learning how to uh, do different things and so forth. Some pieces uh, are sort of just lost with time, but some are retained, you know. Well, Max, the space lamp, you know, and, I, and for those that are listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version. You'll see Max. He's got a, uh, we see we're looking into a piece of his of his world. And, and I'm noticing mm -hmm. bare walls for an artist. Mm -hmm. Why would you have bare walls? I would expect to see artwork, you know, your stuff uh, just uh, mm -hmm. sc scattered throughout and and really displayed with honor. Uh, <laughs> it's unusual. <laughs> yeah. It's unusual for me to see that. Uh, I mean, like. I mean, like, I I keep my space, like, pretty, like, clean like that and so forth. And, you know, the sort of new interior. So, as you can see, you know, still some boxes and everything. Uh, but I also uh, keep uh, much of my artwork, uh, you know, in folders uh, and everything all organized. I actually have one folder right here. Yeah. Some, and then I can show you some backgrounds from a little uh, animation I've been working on for a while. Wow. Uh, with with some friends, it's a picture of DTLA. Uh, and then I have uh, markers here for uh, showing for each different frame, like how much to like uh, uh, change it over uh, when it's panning, for example. And then let's see, I have this little uh, little street corner. Yeah, sorry, I have a lot of papers. <laughs> what you're showing me is the lost art, man. One of the things that I used to like, and, and I used to like to see when I, whenever I went to Disney World, for that matter, was I would see some of the cells of uh, different artwork, and that's something that's been lost to di to the digital age. You, you don't see a lot of people on paper, especially when they're doing animation, and you're still using mm -hmm. uh, paper as your uh, original format for animation. Do you? Uh, do animation on a computer or is it all on paper? Uh, the truth is when it comes to uh, uh, putting together an actual animated piece or animated video or little film, uh, there's always going to be the computer at the end. That's going to be, uh, that's uh, at the very minimum, just purely for uh, assembly with sound versus picture and just uh, putting together the little pieces and cuts from uh, of each animation. Uh, really. Uh, but, uh, and that, that's how I approach it the exact same way with computers purely um, almost a purely only for assembly only. Uh, other than that, I will uh, do uh, my actual like uh, video animations and films uh, all with, yes, all, uh, all with paper. And uh, even uh, I'm, uh, I'm even uh, going to start using uh, those old, uh, the uh, one of the oldest methods of animation, uh, acetate cells, the actual plastic ones with uh, the pen, ink and paint. That is so cool. You're bringing it yeah. back. I mean, what's the advantage yes. to bringing it back like that? I mean, besides having the artwork as a byproduct, you know, you'll, you'll be able to, mm -hmm. to have that your version of the Mickey Mouse uh, artwork <laughs> that you could, uh, you know, possibly yeah. sell and, and make more money so you can uh, mm -hmm. uh, make uh, have uh, funding for future projects. Is that yes. what you is that why you're doing it that way? Uh, well, that's a big reason of it. Another thing is that uh, if you look at all different uh, anime boards and everything uh, from time to time, uh, uh, especially in the retro boards, uh, you'll see everyone just wanting, uh, you know, that art to be brought back and uh, not just brought back, but, I, but with uh, a great original story to go with it. And, uh, and and that's another and that's one of the biggest reasons why uh, me and my friends put together uh, uh, J-pop productions. Man, Max, that's like. That's like a DJ going back to vinyl, you know, taking it back because you because <laughs> oh, all the way back. Yeah, because yes. for me, you know, I've used vinyl when I was when I was a younger DJ, when I was just a little baby DJ, I used vinyl. Mm -hmm. But you know, over the years, I took the MP3s. Now I can load up 100,000 songs into my computer. I have a mm -hmm. uh, Pioneer controllers that I can mix and scratch on very similarly to what I was at, when I was using records. But to take it back to records and have that limited amount in the crate, it, it seems, man, it, 
does it limit you or is there a different feeling from having uh, the cells using the acetate and using the actual drawings rather than computer? What are the limitations and what are the advantages? Well, one of the limitations is that, uh, you know, cells are the absolute, uh, the, the ones with the paint and the ink are the absolute final uh, product once. It, uh, and, you know, uh, and you can't make, there's no, there's no room for mistakes. Once is you have done something, that's it. And, uh, but at the same time, uh, all the processes that come before that, when it comes to the pencil, and paper and so forth you can take as much time as you want and effort to edit all, all that you need to and to make it look right and if you look at something that looks great but you just want to make it just a little bit better you still have time to go back and change it a little bit and do it man Max. so so yes there are some limitations to it but at the same time i feel like that also at the same time just opens up a whole new broad spectrum and the fact that it has limitations just uh, it just uh, gives off so many more so much more rewards than it would i feel like just pure digital wow max going back to disney uh you know they used to take mm-hmm. and this uh, they would do the drawings they would make the co- the cartoon and they would throw those acetates away and throw those cells away because thinking yeah. that they were oh they're just used we'll throw them away not knowing that they are works of art not not having that yes. that foresight but you know with hindsight we know that those are works of art that you need to save those. And is that, and are you compiling all those pieces? Have you done any work on the acetate as of yet? Or is that yes, something that's I have. happened? Oh, In yeah. Fact, I would actually, I actually need to grab some uh, vinyl gloves if I'm going to show you the com- uh, few completed, a couple of completed cells that we have for our upcoming uh, feature. Uh, right now, we're, it's just, uh, the project is just, uh, uh, basically project grand carballo uh, we uh, although we do have an official title for it uh, we are not revealing it as of yet <laughs> well unfortunately the skype has frozen again i'm gonna uh, hang up and call you back again and i will cut this right, little I'll, part out okay i'll go grab those Technology Hello? is technology is great. I'll tell you. <laughs> and we're back. Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll just grab those gloves for you really quick to show you those two uh, fully completed uh, cells. Fantastic! The multifaceted space lamp. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go. Uh, I'm just talking to myself. Fill in air, fill in time. But uh, you know, I, I know that you. He was a music man. I knew he was an artist. We're gonna find out a little bit more about the space lamp. Max. Max is his real name. <laughs> now that i have these clothes on i'll just carefully open these up that and you know what's funny is it comes a story in uh actual acetate painted cells uh it's a very similar uh story method to that of vinyl records actually with uh, uh especially with recommending using uh that very thin type of paper you know uh in between each one you know what i mean it's like a parchment paper right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very specific thin type of uh, parchment, almost like a rice paper, almost. Amazing. Is it well? Is it actually a rice paper? Do you know what it's made of? I I do not know actually. Okay. Uh, all I know is just what the cells are made of, and that is uh, acetate. Fantastic, man. This is like an so, actual artist. I'm. I knew you were multifaceted. I I knew there was many many layers to you, and you did the music and you did the art, but I didn't know that you actually took it way back i mean shoot they were doing this back in the in the 20s and 30s and in the heyday in the original days of cartooning Uh, yes well show me show me what you got oh my goodness all right so here is the first of uh, the the first of two uh fully completed cells for our uh feature Uh, like i said right now it's just uh, project uh, grand carbala and uh and we, and we will uh, very soon have a uh teaser uh, up and uh, ready to go by 2021 and crowdfunding uh happening for uh to make to help make the film happen as well okay is the crowdfunding up is it is it available right now not as not as of yet it okay. will be in 2021 okay in 2021 so so everything's yes, on so hold until then oh my goodness look at that is that that's an airplane of some kind like a flying yes, an uh, an airship. That is beautiful. And what what would you do with that? You would kind of make that motion across the screen. Yes, over a specific uh, background, and then as you can see, as I turn it over, you can see all of the. Uh, it's a little. It's a little less refined in the back because of 
the fact that you have to have the uh, the pen on one side and then literally have it dry, flip it over, and then put your acrylic on. The, the thing is about with uh, cell painting, traditional cell painting, is that it's uh, it's almost never one layer, then you're done. You have to go back and add multiple layers of paint of a specific solid color, especially. Which, uh, which you have to be careful with uh, because uh, when uh, you have to make sure your paints are mixed and that's going to be the, the color you're going to use. So there's actual texture. It, it kind of comes up from the, from the page in, in a 3D kind of way. There's different yes. layers of paint. Yes, and, th- uh, and that would be this side with uh, the painted side uh, and then the ink pen side and the side that we would uh, have it scanned and have as the actual uh, full thing. Did you go to school for this or is this something you learned through the years in high school or, or middle school, grade school? The truth is I've been doing all different sorts of artwork uh, all, all of my life and uh, that and from uh, audio engineering and sound mixing and just uh, being a musician, it sort of just evolved into, uh, and plus my artistry and sound work and the fact that I actually work in the film industry uh, uh, all evolved into uh, uh, what I'm doing today. Amazing. What do your parents think of this? What, are your fa- what does your family think of this? Uh, honestly, they honestly can't believe it. It's, uh, it's just totally something else, you know? I mean, the fact that I'm actually here in uh, LA alone and working in the film industry and I'm able and I'm privileged and able to do these things, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to pack up and go where the, the industry is and, and California just might be the place you ought to be, Uh, you know, exactly. And the truth is, uh, since being here in California, I'm thriving better than I ever have anywhere else, to be honest. That's fantastic, man. So in, in the Bronx, did you ever put on shows or, 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 or put on, well, okay, go into either the music side or the animation side. Did you ever put on shows for your friends, uh, for either of them? Uh, yes, but not very often. What I would normally do is get together with friends and like put together tracks, you know, like more like studio sessions, I suppose. And this is using GarageBand or an early version of GarageBand. Mostly FL Studio, actually. Then okay. we got into Ableton for a little while. Yeah, I played with Fruity Loops when I was a kid, too. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, yes. it, I, and I know it became FL Studio, but Fruity Loops mm-hmm. was pretty much just a, you know, you take those little tiles and move them around. I haven't been able to mm-hmm. play with the FL Studio. Is it the same where you still have tiles and you just kind of move them around? Uh, I mean, a little bit, but not really. Uh, but at the same time, it's still, it's a very easy interface to use. Yeah. But I actually have another, uh, the second uh, cell for you right here. Hit me with your best and, shot. Come on, Max. And this is, this is actually the best, uh, the, the better of the two. I say, I save the best for last always. And uh, a lot of this has heavy, uh, red, uh, like 80s uh, a Japanese anime influence, actually. However, when it comes to the characters and their look and so forth, we have been uh, active, uh, me and my group have been actively developing our distinctive own style of uh of just overall look oh okay 80s japanese anime my my daughter's learning japanese and she's drawing chibis so that's pretty cool what here we go oh look at that thing oh you can see the hero more like that than panning oh i can imagine the hero just uh just flying through the universe uh saving the day going to save the the fair princess or or uh fighting to to save the world oh man is this like your own original design? Yes. What? Yes. Do you have a name for your ship? Not as of yet. <laughs> uh, I, I, we probably will, though. I like to do, uh, go very deep into lore and storytelling when it comes to my my own worlds, you know? Oh, absolutely, man. It, it informs the character. Even if you don't put it on screen, uh, you know, having a backstory uh, helps the actors to inform the character. Oh, this, you know, say you're just coming in from someplace else. Well, what was I doing when I was out there? Oh, you were going to the restroom and that, that would, you would go, oh, okay. And then you'd probably wipe your hands and that kind of informs yeah. the character. But yes, are you but doing yes, voice you, work yeah, too? As you can see, actually, we, uh, me and my group have not just been wanting to make an animated film. We want to go the extra 10 miles with our productions. You know, uh, 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 no expense spared when it comes to detail uh, or storytelling. I was just going to mention that there is so much detail to that. And and doing that over and over and over again, it's it's not like a 
a, a walking character or an, or an anthropomorphic uh, character where you have to have uh, different cells for different movements. Having a, a, a an airplane, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to have different cells for different movements because it's all one movement, right? You're just moving that mm-hmm. across a, a a backdrop. Essentially, what uh, what you could also do, and what I plan on uh, doing probably is when it comes to this center uh, propeller wheel, uh, add another cell, uh, a few a few cells to uh, rotate uh, over and have the different uh, pattern to uh, give it the look of uh, uh you know a propeller going very fast yes the illusion of movement that, yes. yes that's what you would do okay i get it uh, you know i was wondering because it, it looks very static uh, in in the way that it is so uh, but mm-hmm. okay so you said you had a production company what was the name of it again? Uh, name of it again it is called jade pop productions as in uh jade our uh uh, what is it? Our official logo is, uh, at, at, like I said, it is a jade teapot, uh, dragon teapot uh, that I that my family has actually had for a very long time. Oh, okay. So you took it back to your childhood. So this is your company that you started. How many people are are working with you? Uh, actively about three to four. Excellent. It's nice to have a good team that you could bounce ideas off of. And what are the different strengths of the different people? in there you're you're obviously the music and maybe the artwork and 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 the overall head of the thing but what are the what are the strengths of your team members the strengths are my team members are uh computer uh based uh artwork and so forth and just putting uh and uh after effects and just uh being uh, and overall video editing and uh the other one is an expert is also a hand-drawn art expert Oh my goodness! And but, you, but they're also both, uh, but they're both my uh, producers and co-writers as well. I'm directing uh, Project Grand Carvala myself. And you self-taught, completely self-taught, uh, you know, through um, the years. Almost. Okay. When it comes to sound, I did go to college, and I am a certified uh, professional audio engineer. All right, give a, a little uh, shout out for yourself. What college did you go to? I went to Connecticut Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting. Uh, so, where did you end up? Uh, a, a strange li- a little, uh, well, I mean, it was a really good school, uh-huh. but it's an interesting part of uh, the state of California, actually. It's a little place called uh, Mount San Jacinto College. Okay. What did you learn there? Uh, audio technology. I was like, there for uh, about two years. What, what year was this? Oh, this was back in, what was it, 2016, 2017, so, uh, more or less, somewhere around there. I know when I originally went to radio school back in 1986. Yes, I'm old. You know, it was uh, (laughs) learning how to splice, cut and splice tape, you know, and actually uh, putting, uh, you know, cut. If you look at the computer, it still says cut, copy and paste. Well, you used to have to do it on a reel to reel where you would cut things, uh, you know, out of the, the tape and then paste them together. Now I did learn that back in '86, but then I did go back to uh, to radio school in, in early 2000s to get an idea of how things had progressed. And I, I learned Adobe Audition and Pro Tools and uh, what I mean, what what were they having? And, and I did learn some TV and voiceover work. And it, it was that all the stuff that you were learning? Was it like a uh, like a big? Oh yeah, they all encompassing. You know, honestly, I have to hand it to Mount San Jacinto College. When it come, when it came to their audio department, they covered um, pretty much every aspect of uh, multimedia related audio and just uh, multimedia in general. They had we actually had our own TV station there, professional equipment for sound ca- uh, cameras, everything, and we also had a radio production room. Uh, uh, they also taught us uh, the various aspects of uh, post production and voiceover. Oh, that's excellent! It's, it sounds like it was all encompassing. I don't know how much, you know, how, well, I'm thankful that I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, very similar to what you were saying, where it has its own TV Mm -hmm. studio, audio studios, and different little uh, uh, cubicles, different, uh, uh, what would they call them, like like different areas to to do different tasks. But I'm very happy that I went there, but I'm not, you know, I know that I took those tools and putting them into use was where I really uh, sh- uh, took the shine. What what kind of, um, of, pr- of productions have you been involved in where you refined those different skills that you learned at that school? 
Oh, uh, you know, I, I the truth is I uh, did a lot of uh, outside of uh, school programs. They're like, you know, taking advantage of the the community TV hours at the station and uh, doing some audio uh, uh, work, working the board for uh, certain radio shows at the, uh, that were going on at the school at the time. Uh, they always like change uh, the, the different shows would always like change out more or less. Oh, yeah. Working the board. That's like your your first job when you get on the radio. Uh, it doesn't pay much, if anything. A lot of times, Actually, this it, was all this was all volunteer basis yeah. uh, at the time. Yeah, a lot uh, of times it, it's internship. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, but I knew how I, I knew just how important though taking those classes were, and more importantly, uh, you know, making connections with all the professors there and uh, and different people. Honestly, just knowing the right person so forth can completely change the trajectory of your career. You know, it really can. And that's when you left New York and went to California. You got you went into that school. You didn't learn any of this in, in New York besides on your own. Um. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty and much. It's so amazing what you can teach yourself. Probably watching YouTube, you can <laughs> you can learn a lot of things from YouTube. Uh, well, and, actually, and, I, a lot of it. Uh, although I, I could have uh, for most of it, even though I could have watched YouTube tutorials, I actually mostly did it through just trial and error. Yep. You know. Yeah, you you buy the the Fruity Loops, and I, I, you know, from what I've heard is Ableton. I, you know, I need I need to get Ableton just to have fun with it. I I think that would Ableton be fun. is a fun program. You know, once you get the hang of it, it is a very very fun program. And then maybe one of those uh, pads. Uh, do you have one of those keyboard pads? I used to have a launch pad actually the longest time ago, but uh, now I have was in a Kai keyboard. That can work on uh, pretty much any uh, digital audio workstation. Uh, well, I guess when you step up into the bigs, you know, you, you get an Akai keyboard. I, I have a little uh, a little pad that makes little little sound effects and stuff. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah just little, I like it. it. You know, it just has little sound effects for when I'm doing my news uh, podcast. But man, you know, I, I I would like to expand my horizons even further. Not thought, not like I don't have enough to do. I do this 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 podcast and I get to talk to people and I have so much fun learning from folks and I'm learning from you, yeah. Space Lamp, Mr. Max. Thank you, and I'm uh, and you know I'm learning from you uh, as well and everything. I mean that honestly, it's just so great that you have uh, that you're just uh, have all all that you have going on. You know. Well, that's that's fun. Okay, all right, and now you know, and I've already uh, put a subscribe on your YouTube. Uh, you know, I definitely have your SoundCloud. And I have your uh, you. your Facebook. You know, people need to follow mm-hmm. you around to find out what's going on. You're a young man. I mean, you said 2016 was when you did some of that other stuff. What what year did you graduate high school? Oh, I graduated high school back in 2014. Oh my goodness. Oh, he's so old. No, <laughs> no you're so far ahead of the game. My goodness. Yeah, at that at that age, I was such a bobo. Yeah. I was, you know, pretty much. I went to college, and in my first year, I I, I ended up. Uh, well, I was the I was the party DJ for the first year right. that I went to college. Yeah, of course. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so everyone was always uh, coming to you and everything. Then they also had you know the beer cake guy as well. You know, <laughs> there's that guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you come to my party? Yeah, you gonna help me carry the records? Sure, we will. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I mean, so is that the kind of, of music that you were doing? You said music engineer, audio engineer. Are you setting up for for different events or an audio engineer? What does that encompass? What what is that job title? Uh, that encompasses that encompasses a few different things. It encompasses both live audio and studio audio, whether it be for music, movies, television, or uh, you know, live audio for plays and uh, concerts. You know, well, like I said in the beginning, the music that you make, the music that you've put out there on SoundCloud is music to just chill by and. Uh, and and it should be in movies. Has it been in movies? Uh, not as of yet, but you know, like I said, uh, me and my group are working on our own uh, feature film. At, and like I said, as, as of now, uh, Grant, uh, titled uh, Project Grand Carpala. But one says, do we have a teaser trailer up and ready to go? And uh, the crowdfunding uh, uh, campaign uh, fully launched as well. Uh, we will come out with the full title and uh, and a solid synopsis. Well, that's what it is, Max, is if if a studio doesn't want your production, you do it yourself. You can be your own independent production. And you've done that yourself. Yes, that's very enterprising, man. And that's that's something that I I should have done a long time ago. You know, I always DJed back then, uh, you know, on the weekends. I was that guy. 
But uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really start. I didn't incorporate myself till 2004. So from 1986 to 2004, I missed those opportunities to where I could have mm-hmm. been a corporation and, and and had that, you know, those tax breaks and, and had those opportunities. I could have expanded oh, yeah. more. But you're so far ahead of the game, uh, you know, having a team that's helping you to put this, put your, your vision into fruition. Now, is it all your vision or is it a combined team effort? Oh, it's, uh, uh, I mean, it's definitely a combined team effort, uh, but at the same time as well, I'm also very much, uh, you know, leading the charge when it comes to the stories in our team, uh, especially with the production we have, uh, currently going, but at the same time, I'm, uh, uh, honestly, like having the help of my uh, fr- uh, friends and uh, and colleagues that are uh, in my production team and just uh, helping uh, make this happen, you know, they're just amazing. Uh, they're just amazing at writing. Uh, like I said, they're my top uh, producers, and uh, they're great artists. You know, and, uh, really, it's a privilege to be among them. Well, Max, it's important to have a director uh, that has a vision that makes sure th- that people can look up to or look to yes. for direction. You know, even even the the greatest directors, some of them will take uh, advice from the actors and from the the different people that are working on the production. So, yeah, you can be a leader and not be a dictator, but certainly it's good to have somebody as a head of the studio to uh, to to give people a a direction. That's man Mm -hmm. uh, that you're so far ahead of the game, man. So you say that this is going to be probably produced in in 2021 is production completely at a standstill right now? No, and if anything, production is in full gear for the teaser at the very least, and the uh, and the full screenplay as well. Wow! And you are you working on this together? I mean, with all right, the current yes. current events, we have COVID, and California. From what I've heard, Governor Newsom has completely locked the place down. Is oh, yeah, it's in time for Thanksgiving too. <laughs> Well, are, is your whole family still back in the Bronx? Uh, no, they're mostly out here now, actually. Did they follow you or, or did you follow them or did you all come together? Um, uh, more. Uh, I, I sort of uh, followed them. Well, how about you know? that? What did they come out to California from the from New York for? Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, better opportunities work, you know. What kind of work does the family do? Well, uh, my uh, mother uh, actually works for NASA, <laughs> ironically enough, me being Space Lamp. <laughs> well, hey, that just stands to reason. You you're a chip off the old block, you know for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. Well, what does she do for NASA? That sounds so. Ter- that's a that's a you know people. I, I my daughter has a t shirt says NASA. You know, but yeah. uh, w- what does she do for NASA? I'm not sure, but I'm uh I'm I'm almost fairly certain it's classified work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. She's an astronaut. I get it. She's she's on uh, currently on the re- uh, was it the resilience. Uh, the uh, heading uh, with the dragon crew up to uh, up to the space lab right now is that what she's doing? Uh, come on, you can confide uh, to me. <laughs> nah, not, not quite. <laughs> so, okay, so she came out to. I didn't know California was had a big presence in NASA. I thought it was all Houston and and uh, and Florida, Cape Canaveral. I I didn't know that mm-hmm. they. They worked out in, in California. Oh, they do, especially Southern California. Uh, and that in SpaceX also has a very, very large presence out in California as well. Duh. In fact, yes, Elon they, Musk. From what I've seen, they've actually been working together more often than not. Oh, my goodness. Things. I'm so silly. Yeah. Elon Musk is right there in Southern California. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been threatening to to pull out and go to uh, Austin uh, for for a little while because of the mm-hmm. because of the restrictions that that he's had put on him this year but uh i i think he's i think he's gonna stay in california so all right so that's mom and and what did your dad uh, come out to california for uh well unfortunately he was never really in the picture since uh about elementary school but you know it is what it is it's an american family i didn't know my dad too much either (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that's Mm -hmm. but hey that's great you have a a nice strong mom that that pretty much raised you just like my mom she pretty much raised me uh raised me and my brother uh, for the most, yeah. uh, for uh, all, all on our own. Any siblings? Uh, yeah, one uh, sister and one younger brother. What are they doing? Uh, you know, my brother, he's out doing multiple different like business things, uh, dealing in certain LLCs, and my uh, sister is out getting her uh, uh, what is it, masters in finance, I believe. That is fantastic, man. Sounds like the family is thriving. 
in yeah, California. Except, except my sister's actually now, uh, the only thing is my sister's actually back out east. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we miss your sister <laughs> <laughs> of course but uh no it, but all right so everybody's uh, in california except for the sister but uh hey it sounds like you have an enterprising brother entrepreneur out there trying to get get things moving always moving and shaking all right well that's the family shout outs well you can give shout outs to your uh production company and and, and the uh the different things that they do you said that y- of course. you, you kind of gave the, a, a little a broad stroke of, of what they did, but you can give, you know, specifics on who they are. I'm sure they'd like to get little shout outs on your little podcast here. Of course. Well, uh, uh, one of my longest lifelong friends, Romano is one of the, uh, my, my main producers and, uh, this album, this is our first work together. This is not our first time working together on a production. Our first production was my second album. And my second album is actually sort of a hybrid between an album and a manga almost, as mm-hmm. you can see with, uh, each individual uh, uh, almost comic square, except none of the uh, squares or characters have any dial uh, uh, have any dialogue. This is my second album, uh, Dark Matter LP, and uh, the thing about this album is that instead of uh, one uh, a simple piece of a uh, cover art, I actually have a piece of cover art for every single track. Oh, how cool is that! See, that's well, what the, I, I miss well, about albums and CDs. Albums, especially, you had 12 inches to to uh, to put artwork on, but I miss the artwork on CDs. You're so talented. My goodness, that's amazing. What's the inspiration? You, yeah. Is it all New York or is it different places that you've been? What's the inspiration for those little pieces there? Oh, well, you know, the inspiration is a little bit of just, yeah, pretty much uh, inspirations from New York and just like the fact I also love like going to natural places, the outdoors and so forth. Okay. Well, yeah. what are your favorite places to, well, yeah, I guess that's the best of both worlds. Growing up in New York in the big city, you know, you saw buildings. I, I You know, I, I've never been north of the Mason-Dixon, uh, really. I've never been to New York, but I, you know, every picture it just looks like there's the buildings are are mammoth and, and just uh, overwhelming. And then when you yes. get to California, it might be a little more spread out. Yeah, it's a big city. There's four, 40 million people in that state, but they're all mm-hmm. spread out. There's quite a bit more space between yes. those people. So you're getting the best of both worlds. You have some naturalness there in California. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, you know. I mean, what can I say? California is just a, such a unique state, and uh, it's just really—I don't really know how to describe it. It's just amazing, you know. It's been great to me. Okay, well, you so, went over uh, your your say that. your bestie, your your longtime friend and uh, best mm-hmm. producer that uh, works with you. Who yes. else is with, working with you? Uh, my friend Joshua. He uh, is the uh, artist, like I am, lifelong. We uh, we both specialize in like pen and uh, paint related uh, th- stuff as well as penciling. In fact, here are the original uh, pencilings for uh, uh, Dark Matter LP. Before the uh, uh, the thing about this album is that this was not cell painted the characters; these were digitally done. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the difference between that album. Yeah. But uh, uh, we do. Well, we did hand draw our different characters. Okay, I suspect that that, that artwork is going to be displayed or sold on eBay <laughs> when when you become famous. They're going to want to have that artwork. Of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like it's always so much fun to work with both these guys. They're so intelligent, and they both have a, a truly different perspectives to bring to the table. And they are, and you know, when I uh, whenever I think that something may be like fully complete or it's good, I bring. Uh, view something where it's like no, no no you can add something here or here you know it's always good to have that and to have people that keep pushing you uh, to be even better you know well i know that the director and the the the, dia, the director of photography and all the actors can make a movie but it's really is it the editor that puts everything together you know that that makes sure that makes the movie who is the the most important person in a in a a film, you know, for, uh, do you think? Hmm. That's, that's a tough, you know, that's actually a really good question. Um, either the producers or possibly the screenwriters. Okay. And and why would you say that? Because the producers uh, can uh, actually can help make things uh, really like, 
uh, pick up and happen when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, just the business end of things uh, and, and other stuff like that. And uh, uh, the writers to actually help make, you know, the, uh, the film to begin with, with the actual like, you know, story. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've heard. OK, who, who was it that said it might have been Stephen King that said the story is dead. It's it's all about the the action and plots and mm-hmm. and boom and explosions and and, you know, just visual. There's no more story anymore. People just want to be wowed with a light show. Uh, do you find that the story is dead or do you really Absolutely concentrate not. on the story? Absolutely not. But at the same time, I also uh, I do somewhat agree with his point that, you know, people want more visual stimulation and, uh, and things when it comes to uh, films and so forth, and even, especially even uh, animated films. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that's why it's, uh, going back all the way back to the original cell-painted uh, uh, animations are such a great way to uh, give that visual output. It, uh, something about the cell animation just gives a certain warmth uh, about the overall just, uh, just artwork that I feel like that digital can lack, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, but I see so many films, they'll start out with a car chase or an explosion, and then they go yes. 12 hours earlier, you know, because they, yeah. they want to suck you in quickly. And then, yes, but some people, some, you know, if you watch a movie from the 40s and the 50s, it's a slow burn. You might watch this guy get dressed for about 20 minutes, you know, picking oh, out his clothes. Yeah. What, what was that movie? Oh, I was just listening to a podcast, American Gigolo, and it kind of refreshed my memory. The, the whole first 12, 15 minutes is him picking out his clothes. And that, mm-hmm. Would that fly right now? Just a movie that has such a slow burn on the way in? No action right away. Um, well, I mean, I, the thing is that when it comes to the, the films that we're making, we're pretty much only focusing on animated only films right now. Um, but uh, honestly, I feel like that what we want uh, our approach is that we want to really have like a story that like slowly marinates and like really builds up, but also keeps people constantly at attention. You know, so a little bit of the best of the worlds, I think. Yeah, you still have to build a story, so so and build up characters. Just, you just like in a you know an, animation has direction, and you you know I guess, I'm guessing you're you're going to be the director of of your first feature film. Uh, how how yes. is it all storyboarded out, and and do you have an idea of where it's going to go already? Almost, uh, it's almost entirely storyboarded uh, for now. Uh, and then as for the actual uh, refined screenplay, we well, we're about uh, twenty seven minutes in. Or so the film. How long is the film going you know, to there's be? There's a lot you know? of like editing when it comes to storyboarding, like you know, transcribing a lot of different wording over editing. You know, how long is the film going to be? Do you know yet, or is it going to be a short? Uh, like I said, we uh, we're going for this to be a feature. Uh, we're going for the full feature for it, uh, which means it could be anywhere between an hour and twenty up to hour fifty, maybe or hour. Yeah, uh, somewhere within those bounds. I don't want to make it too short, like only an hour and 10 minutes or so, you know, uh, so. Yeah, what's the magic number? I thought it was like 75 minutes or something like that to be a feature. Uh, I think it's like, what was it? Maybe, I think something around that, maybe 80 or or so. I mean, like the, the average is about 90. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. But uh, is this, and this is completely independent. No Screen Actors Guild, no union. All independent, all by yourselves. That's right, man. Completely, a completely independent production. And you're going to be uh, uh, using GoFundMe to try to get uh, the funding for this. That is uh, most likely, most likely Kickstarter, actually. Oh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. I'm sorry, but uh, you don't have that up yet. I wish you had that up, and so I could direct people oh, I towards do too, that. Yeah, but uh, you know, when it comes to making a truly quality product that we want to give uh, to the people, you know. Uh, uh, you know, it's going to take a little extra time and effort to put it together, you know, and for it to be just right visually and, uh, uh, and sound wise as well. Well, isn't that what you need the funds for, for the, the production part of it? Or do you need the funds? Exactly. Exactly. Really for, uh, uh, for the cells, you know, right. But 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 as for right now, what we can do to uh, help make that happen is at least have a small, very short teaser for people to, to see. And that's something that you're working on now. Yes. Okay, and that'll be available on your YouTube page, or or on your, uh, do you have a website? Uh, for now, we have our Facebook page. It's facebook.com/slash Jade Pot Productions. 
and uh, uh, we don't have much up right now, but um, uh, we will very soon. Uh, say that. Say uh, was it sh- Shade Pop? Uh, it's Jade Pop. J uh, or Jade Pot. Uh, J A D E P O T, as in a jade teapot. Okay, I will definitely put that in the show notes so people know where to go. That sounds yes. fantastic, man. There's so many facets of you. You're you are an enterprising young man, I'll tell you. So tell Thank all you. right, so let's go through the music part. I'm guessing you're gonna be doing all the music for this uh uh but between you and your actually, crew. Actually, we will not be doing all the music. I'll definitely be partaking in a lot of it, but what I wanna do is also bring together a lot of other uh just super talented uh uh, and totally underappreciated uh, ambient artists as well, and electronic artists. Oh, so you have a, a little? Uh, 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 is there a circle in California, or is this all over the world that you've uh, branched out to 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 get this kind of uh, ambient you know, music? I, you know, I've just been sort of branching out just over my whole life, almost. You know, that is amazing. It's always important. It's always important to uh, network and everything. And I uh, I've been networking since about uh, you know high school. Well, I definitely want to keep keep up with you over the years and and find of out course. more as time progresses. I want you to keep coming back and and uh, updating us on what's oh, going oh, on. Oh, I will. In oh, the, I definitely will. In Max, the Space Lamps uh, universe, uh, how do you want people to get a hold of you? What's the way to find you online or 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 get connected best, with you? Uh, the best way to find me online is at SoundCloud.com and Instagram at Space Lamp Official. Okay, well, I definitely do have those uh, two sites, and I'll put those in the show notes as well, so people know. Awesome. Any other shout-outs you want to give as we wind this thing down, or any other avenues you want to explore, or uh, uh, or uh, different uh, promotions that you want to give for yourself? Uh, Shout-out to my family, my mom, my sister, brother, um, and all uh, the uh, family friends who just like supported uh, uh, me and my friends just throughout the years, and that continue to give us support, uh, go, especially going into our uh, very first feature together. Well, fantastic. Uh, you know, it's going to be a very interesting journey. Yeah. Although this is our first feature together, at the same time, this is not by any means the first film I've ever worked on. So I am coming into this with some with a good amount of experience. So you've already you've been, extent, yes. You've been in production on on live action or or animation film. Uh, live action mostly, but it, uh, but like I said, not it's definitely not the first movie I've uh, ever worked on, but it's the first one I've uh, I've uh, ever written and directed. Well, like like I said, California is the place you ought to be. And if you want to work in movies, you go work in movies. You just mm-hmm. apply and you take any job in a movie, whether it be a catering service, best boy, grip, whatever you got to exactly. do, holding a boom mic just to get on set and, and to learn. So what did you learn yeah. from being on sets? And what kind of work did you end up doing? Uh, you know, I uh, I actually mostly ended up doing uh, uh, post production, which is the final like, mix down, uh, fully uh, uh, different other applied sound effects like footsteps. You know, very important work, man. All those incidental sounds you wouldn't if you didn't have them, you would definitely notice. And I've I've seen films oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that were not well made, and and you hear. Well, I mean, even Jurassic Park, people were taken out of the movie because the dinosaurs did not make imprints into the ground, you know, and, and but yeah. that's, that had nothing to do with the sound design. But just that little in this movie cost millions of dollars. But when they stepped on the ground, they never made an imprint. You know, no, it was it's, so like the, it's like it's these. Uh, here's the thing. When it comes to making, uh, I believe when it comes to making a truly great film, it's not just the big picture. You really have to focus on all the small little details. And believe me, I have w- worked professionally on both just world-class, very good films and also, you know, admittedly not so good films. But, you know, both are very fun to work on and uh, they're both different experiences, you know. Yeah. And both and add to your education. Exactly. You definitely learn from that, from, from those. And it makes you better. Even you know, even failures are 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 learning experiences. I I, I find that exactly. on the daily of my whole life, I've thought, uh, you know, you know, that didn't go as well as I wanted to. I can learn from that. I can definitely learn from that. Ah, oh, space lamp, Max, my man. All right, 
Oh, mm-hmm. as we as we wind this thing down, let's out. Um, uh, yeah. Any other avenues you you want to talk about? Anything else? Uh, I, all I have to say is just uh, thank you very much, and uh, for everyone listening, uh, just stay tuned. There's a lot, uh, you know. There's a lot more coming, and when it comes to our teaser and our uh, crowdfunding initiative and project, you will not be disappointed. I suspect I that's right. that. All right, Max, Mister Space Lamp. Uh, I always finish these things out with last words for the people. It could be something, uh, words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, a little mantra that you go by, or it could just be whatever pops into your head at this crazy, crazy time in our lives. Uh, Max, the space lamp, uh, last words for the people. You know, just all I have to say is just don't get bogged down by everything, uh, by all the bad stuff you see uh, in the world right now. Honestly, you just have to bring yourself into your own little world. Sometimes it's, it's not, uh, honestly go, uh, being uh, absorbed in your own little world. Sometimes is nothing to be ashamed of, especially when you do it in the right way. Well, there you have it. Party people space lamp, Max. He did tell me his name was Max, man. He is so far ahead of the game. Well, you know, when I was in my mid-20s, I guess he's in his early 20s. If he graduated in 2014, ah, somewhere in his 20s, uh, you know, early 20s. And, man, he's so far ahead of the game. He packed it up and moved on uh, from the boogie down Bronx to California, L.A., Hollywood. (laughs) And that's the place you ought to be if you want to make pictures. Yeah, pictures, I tell you. I heard you can make pictures anywhere. But why not be where other people are wanting to make pictures? And that's California, right? And when, when people think of movies, they think of Hollywood. They think of California. And that's where you're going to make all your contacts and all the people that you need to talk to to get productions off the ground. Yeah. All right, man. Max, Space Lamp, it was good talking to you. I appreciate that so much. And, I, I, man, I want you to go, you, the loyal listener, I want you to Check out all the different links that I put in the show notes or just look up Space Lamp or Space Lamp Official. That pretty much uh, brings up his SoundCloud and his um, and, and his uh, Instagram. And even you can find the uh, the YouTube. There's little videos. I didn't even get to that. There's a, a little video for Bright Stars and there's it's it's set to an animation and it's a really good animation. I should have asked if he if he did that animation animation but it i I think he might have credited it to somebody else it's chill no no he does not own any of the material shown but it was well done i mean just uh the music set to that animation gives you a certain feeling uh, just amazing i'm so man i'm so stoked that i talked to max the space lamp space lamp official and his mom nasa space lamp nasa i see the connection I see. I see where it came from. (laughs) All right, party people. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you, yes, you, my loyal listener, would like to tell your story, I encourage you to check out, uh, to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What? Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Radio What? The music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. In 1958, the U.S. sent two mice called Laska and Benji into space. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. 
Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening <laughs>